This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. My lower back is killing me. Uh-oh. Oh. It's like, I didn't even really do anything. It's it's from uh, riding a <laughs> it's from riding a razor scooter. It's from being a middle-aged oh man riding a razor scooter. Classic, you old man. <laughs> what were you doing on a razor scooter? My son wants to go for a scoot, as we call it. <laughs> hey, Dad, can we go for a scoot? Um, he's got. He he has two scooters. He's got one that it's a little tykes three wheeler scooter that's a little more stable. And then our our friend uh, Schuler dropped off um, a hand me down razor scooter from his kid Owen, who's who's grown out of it for when Grayson gets a little bit bigger. So we've got these two scooters in the garage, and my three and a half year old is always bugging me, Daddy, can we go for a scoot? Let's go for a scoot. <laughs> so yesterday we went for a, a nice long scoot together, mm-hmm. and I felt fine afterwards. But waking up this morning, whoo, a little tight down there. Okay, I thought maybe Dad went over, went up the curb and tried to do a little stunt and and blew his lower back out. But it's just from bending over for just a child's from, toy. Yeah, just from riding it. It's a little smaller, so I'm kind of hunched over while mm-hmm. I'm on the thing, but. <laughs> Oh, I got to tell you this. Uh, so we're out on our scoot. New boot scoot. Doing a little scoot scoot. <laughs> um, and Grayson's ahead of me. And my wife and the baby, she's pushing the baby in the stroller a little further behind us. But Grayson's ahead of me. And he looks back over his shoulder and he says, Come on, Daddy. Stop buttholing around. Stop buttholing? <laughs> Julie and I looked at each other. <laughs> what did you just say, buddy? He said, "Stop buttholing around." We're like, where, where did you learn that? He's like, I don't know. So when did I that become thinking, a verb? Yeah, I've never. I don't use the term buttholing around. Uh, did he see it in a movie in one of the videos he's watching on YouTube? Uh, <laughs> But then I remembered on on Friday's show we were talking about Cleveland, Ohio, and the mayor of Cleveland said that Cleveland was the butthole of the world. Oh, yeah. So we did use the term butthole like five times on Friday's show. Maybe he was listening through the door or he could hear me (laughs) when we were talking. That would make sense. (laughs) Uh, but he, good for him for evolving it into. <laughs> I love that a, a fun saying meaning hurry yeah. up, quit, quit, quit messing around. It's instead <laughs> of that you can now say quit buttholing around. I do love when kids learn a new word and they don't realize like it's a that's not a swear obviously, but you know like they have no idea in what context something. I remember when I was a kid, I I, I heard the word. Uh, I don't know if I can say this on the radio, but it's like part of literature bastard you know that's a, you know sure. not that bad but okay. i remember i thought it was like a turd from a bass and so i was walking around you know saying it for the next like three weeks until my parents heard me and we're like you thought Where it was did fish you... poop yeah i didn't think it was a big big deal i knew it was like something kind of bad but i didn't think it was uh-huh. as bad you know i was so proud of myself for learning it though 
Stop buttholing around. Uh, we didn't tell him not to say it. It'll be interesting to see if this is just a passing fad or if he starts working it into conversation. <laughs> <laughs> It, it'll be interesting to see how things go when he goes to junior kindergarten in the fall. <laughs> <laughs> Get a call from the teacher. Uh, your son told me to stop buttholing around. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of his thing. <laughs> Blame the mayor of Cleveland. Jim, as a guy who grew up in the country, you'll appreciate this story. So a, a mom in California posted a video on TikTok of a random woman scolding her kids for driving around in a Power Wheels Jeep without a driver's license. <laughs> They're playing. That's what the park is for. I never saw a car in here it's a, it's a Power Wheels car, what bothers me, what bothers me is you have a little kid in here that doesn't have a driver's license. He's just a little kid and you're not with him. <laughs> It's not a real car. <laughs> what? Like it's, I know it's like the power wheels that goes one mile an hour, right? Like those stupid things. What is yeah, wrong stupid. with that lady? Hold on a second. Stupid? Are you kidding me? Power wheels are amazing. I can remember being a kid and wanting a power wheel so bad I never got yeah. one. I, I they are that was like the sign of the rich kid you know in your neighborhood the one yeah. kid whose parents were well off he had the power wheels while everybody else had the razor scooter but oh, I remember I remember walking to Becker's one day <laughs> uh, Becker's convenience store if you're not familiar um, and it, parked outside of the store was a Dukes of Hazard General Lee Whoa. power wheels car. And some rich kid got out. Yeah, I, I can't really remember, but I'm assuming he had a ton of candy and and uh, some, <laughs> some some young babe with him got in the Power Wheels and drove away. And there I was on my big wheel, pedaling like a loser, looking for so penny candies. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, looking for pennies on the ground so I could yeah. get in and get a couple of uh, Swedish berries. <laughs> You're right. I only say stupid because I'm jealous. I'm super jealous, but also stupid because uh, what is this lady thinking? Like, what a license? Does Come your on. toddler have his driver's license? Yeah, people will complain about anything. I guess is the uh, it's like, what are your ch what are your children doing on these motorcycles? Uh, those are bicycles. <laughs> what are you talking about, woman? Let me see your driver's license. <laughs> Do you have your M two? <laughs> but on the farm it's uh, you're probably driving a tractor when you're that age oh yeah uh, for sure or at least like a lawn tractor when you're 10 yeah. right i i went out to my brother's place uh in the country on the weekend and his eight-year-old has a four-wheeler he's booting yeah. around on my uh <laughs> yeah my my uh, nephew has a dirt bike he had one since he was eight yeah, it's just part of like just part of the the world. Power wheels. Where's your driver's license? <laughs> says the woman. <laughs> and the mom laughs at her. Eh? It's, it's like, a toy. Is serious. <laughs> <laughs> and a big kudos to all those who attended the protests 
the Black Lives Matter protests on the weekend. Uh, you had them going on uh, all over the world, including here in the uh, in the Taz and Jim listening area in London, Ontario. There's a big one in Victoria Park. They estimate close to 10,000 people attended. They were expecting maybe 4,000. And and it, it was quite the moment from uh, what we hear, uh, if you attended, to see all those people come out and support the cause, most, for the most part, peacefully. Toronto, there was a protest at Nathan's Phillips Square. Again, great to see um, people out supporting the black community. But it just takes one idiot to to taint the day. Mm-hmm. And at at both protests, Toronto and London, there was there was that guy. In Toronto, a man was arrested in full blackface. Showed up at the Black Lives Matter protest. Uh, he claimed he was not trying to be disruptive. <laughs> what was he? Tr- what? <laughs> Uh, police told Global News he was arrested for breach of peace and charged, but uh, since no charges have been laid and they continue to look into the matter. So mm. this guy shows up at a Black Lives Matter in full, like, black uh, black face painted. His hands were painted as well. He was wearing a black uh, sweatshirt, and he was yelling at people, confronting people in the crowd. And he says he... oh. I, I wasn't trying to be disruptive. I can't think of much you could do that would be more disruptive at at that event than than show up looking like that. Yeah, I didn't see him yell at anybody. All I saw was a stupid s eating grin on his face, like you know, with yeah. his stupid face paint. I'm surprised. I, you know, I don't I don't like it when these people get attacked because then they almost feel vindicated. But I am so surprised that he did not get you know assaulted or anything. Well, if the Toronto police didn't roll up on their bicycles, I bet it was just a matter yeah. of time. If wow. he was allowed to roam free for a little little longer, I'm, I'm sure there would have been a physical altercation. Uh, he was wearing a sweatshirt, uh, St. Patrick's Catholic Secondary School, which is near Danforth and Coxwell in Toronto. They've put out a statement on social media saying that he is not a, uh, a faculty member at the school. He is not a current student at the school, and they're investigating to see if he's an alumni of the, of the school. But, uh, yeah, they, they were not happy, I'm sure, to see this guy choosing to wear their school sweatshirt in full blackface at a Black Lives Matter event. Yeah, please don't drag the Irish people down with you. Because his shirt said St. Patrick's Patriots, so I think the Patriots must be their, uh, their mascot team, yeah. or whatever. But you know, come on, man. In London, I, I hear things did get physical, and we're going to have Chelsea from our promotions department on. She was at the protest with the idiot that showed up there. He had a sign that said something highly offensive, uh, derogatory towards the black community. And uh, apparently that guy did get punched in the face a bunch of times before the police grabbed him and, and hauled him out of there. The London Free Press posted a picture of the guy, and I can only imagine his family must be very proud to see him in the newspaper. <laughs> I've got a feeling he's probably already uh, removed from the family. You never know. You never know. But he, I'm sure he's alienated himself in the past. <laughs> 
and this guy, he's wearing a golf shirt, and on the golf shirt, there's on the above his uh, his left uh, chest, uh, where you know a logo would go on a golf shirt. It says the words "hetero is bettero." <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, well, first of all, where do you get that golf shirt? That, that's got to be a You're custom. You're so obsessed. <laughs> that's got to be custom made. And how do you know that hetero is bettero unless you've tried the other alternative? Mm. So I can only assume that this guy has dabbled in both if he was able to come to the conclusion that hetero is in fact bettero then he must he must have you know experimented a bit so cuz you're not going to put that on your shirt unless you know conclusively that hetero yeah. is bettero. So yeah, he did and then and then he was like, "Now nah, I got to get a shirt." Step 2 <laughs> get Number one, go to college experiment. Step two, get a shirt. Number three, show up to any liberal-leaning group of people and try to be provocative. And try to force my views on everyone else via my golf shirt. What, what a tool. <laughs> yeah, he got dragged out of there. Uh, but other than that, uh, fairly peaceful. Uh, Chelsea from our promotions department was there, and she joins us on the phone. Good morning, Chelsea. Hey, guys. They're estimating there was like 10,000 people in the park. That's huge. Uh, it, did it seem absolutely packed? Oh, my goodness. It was probably like I've lived in London my entire life, and I've never seen that many people in Victoria Park. Like, it was way bigger than New Year's Eve. It was bigger than Sunfest and a lot of festivals they hold there. It was insane. It was huge. Hmm. And you've done some activism as well. You've been uh, in the park for, for protests in the past. You'd say this is the largest you've seen. Oh, absolutely. Not to knock the woman's march by any means, but definitely like <laughs> triple or quadruple the support at the Black Lives Matter march. Now, can you tell us what your sign said? You made a sign that you brought down to the park with you. Yeah, so, so my sign was a little personal. Um, it said, what if my black father is the next George Floyd? And one kind of wanted to, why I chose to do that is because, you know, I, I am a mixed baby. My father is black and my mother is white. And yes, Canada isn't as bad as things are in the States, but you never know what could happen. And basically, I just really wanted to go on the weekend to kind of show support for my dad and my, my black family. Well, I'm sure in your life, Chelsea, you've been able to experience racism from from a different perspective because your mom is white, your dad, a great guy, Kenny, love him. Uh, your dad's black, but you, some people may not even realize that you are half black, right? Yeah, because I, you are you are lighter. Yeah, so oh. I'm sure you've been in groups of white people and you've heard th them say things, not realizing uh, that you are part black in the past. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and there's just small incidents compared to what's going on today and especially what's going on in the U.S. But, you know, racism sadly still does exist here in Canada. And in smaller cases, it may be a little bit more um, tactful, but, you know, it, it does exist here in Canada and people need to just educate themselves. Were people with 10,000 people in the park, how, how was everyone doing with social distancing? The, the organizers did a really great job enforcing the social distancing. Um, you know, the police association was on site handing out free masks and water to people and trying to, like, kind of separate groups. 
groups that came together stayed together, and overall, people did a really great job. I know myself, I was a little nervous because of COVID, so I kind of attended the march from the back of Victoria Park, where there was literally no one else near me. Um, but it was great uh-huh. because the organizers, they streamed all the speeches. So even though you couldn't hear the speeches and chants from the back of the park, you could just bring it up on Facebook Live or Instagram Live, and you can kind of participate from afar that way. So no issues with the police then? No clashes with the police? Oh, no, they were amazing. They were on site, they were walking around, they were answering questions. They were super friendly and awesome to everyone. We did see the picture of the one guy who showed up with a a sign, an uh, anti-protester, who uh, wrote something completely inappropriate on the sign, showed up looking to cause some trouble. Now, I heard that he may have been punched in the face a couple times before the cops got to him. Did you see any of that go down? I didn't see anything like that from what I heard. It was on the other end of the park from where I was. But from what I heard, the police were, like, real quick to get on to get at him, and they were really quick to escort him out of the park because he was kind of making a, a ruckus while speeches and stuff were going on, which was super disrespectful. So they were real quick just to get him out of the park. There's always one. No matter what, eh? There's always one person. <laughs> Well, do you feel, how do you feel uh, after attending, Chelsea? Do you feel like it was uh, a powerful moment? Do you feel like this movement is going to continue? I know in the past there's been protests and then, uh, you know, it kind of dies down. But do you feel like this time it's different? Oh, I feel like it's entirely different. Like, compared to other Black Lives Matter protests, like, it seems like people are finally listening now. Like, there there were groups of families that were on site at the park, which is something you probably would have never seen in the past. And just the sheer numbers of supporters is something that, you know, we've never seen in the past, which was amazing. And I think, like, big shout-out to the group that organized this. I didn't realize this until we attended on Saturday, but it was basically run and organized by a group of kids. They did a fantastic wow. and amazing job, and that was probably the most empowering thing to me is that, you know, these people are maybe in their early 20s, late teens, and they organized this amazing event with all these historical and record numbers. And, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, the youth got this. They've got a good handle on the future. Cool, Chelsea. Well, thanks for sharing your experience with us. Now, uh, you, you are being encouraged to quarantine for 14 days now. Uh, are you yeah. going to be following that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're, we've got our groceries. We've got our mandatory beer. We are all set to go to stay home and quarantine for the next 14 days. <laughs> as long as you got the beer, you'll be fine. Chelsea, <laughs> exactly. uh, thanks for telling us about the, the London Black Lives Matter protest on the weekend with uh, their uh, approximating 10,000 people uh, on site in Victoria Park. No problem, guys. Happy to. It was an amazing event, and I'm so proud that London came out for it. We uh, have a story about a man who is from Santa Fe, New Mexico, who had the greatest day of his life last week, apparently, Jim. Yeah, this is like a movie. And I like a movie because there are plots based on this type of idea that movies are actually made of. So this is... This is an old guy named Forrest Fenn. He's 89 years old, Taz, and he's a uh, antiques collector, an old treasure hunter type of guy. About 10 years ago, he wrote an autobiography called The The Thrill of the Chase, and in it, he put a treasure map. 
basically a 24-line poem that if you broke it down and solved the riddle in this poem, you would figure out where this eccentric old antiques collector, rich guy, hid a million dollars. So allegedly, <laughs> like, this guy, apparently... That everybody had kind of traced it down to somewhere in the Rocky Mountains, and and people called it called this BS and stuff. This this antiques collector said a hundred percent there is a million dollars somewhere in the Rocky Mountains, and it's up to you to find them. So people were literally Taz quitting their jobs, spending all of their life savings going to find this treasure, not being able to find it. So upset that they actually tried to launch lawsuits against him. They never won. But finally, after 10 years, a guy has legitimately found this old hidden treasure. Apparently, it's an old brass, like, treasure chest-looking type case. And inside it was, uh, like, a bunch of antiques, uh, a bunch of old jewels, Chinese faces carved from jade, Antique jewelry with rubies and emeralds, rare gold coins and gold nuggets. One, pre-Columbian animal figures went in it, along with uh, prehistoric mirrors of hammered gold. Just like a ton of antiques, one of a kind. So this, is, this is a full-on treasure chest. It wasn't full of a million dollars worth of cash. It was all these artifacts that are, are valued at a million dollars or more. Yeah. Unfortunately, you have to sell it back to Forrest, the antiques collector guy in the first place. He's the only one who knows what it's worth <laughs> to get your money. I, I don't know, but it would have been sweet just to have, like, I mean, gold coins would be fun because isn't that, like, the pirate treasure, yeah. like, the stereotypical Goonies, thing? man. Yeah, that's what we all want. Uh, or, I mean, the, the cash would have been great, too, but this kind of makes it even more, I don't know, treasure hunty. So a guy found it. We don't know who this dude is. He wants to remain anonymous. Yeah. Uh, there's there's no photo evidence that he found. This guy is he telling the truth or did he uh. not really hide hide treasure? If there's no confirmation as to who found it, eh, kind of suspicious. It it and you know legally it's sketchy too because people I think four people have died Taz looking for this. Just like the Goonies, everyone you're looking for the treasure and you see a skeleton there from a the last guy. Who tried, yeah. or Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know? Literally exactly. four people died trying to find this treasure. Looking so, for this treasure. Is he to blame? Is this a way to get out of it legally? How convenient Barbara that was to be Barbara Anderson, a Chicago real estate attorney named Barbara Anderson, is filing an injunction in district court alleging the man who solved the, the puzzle stole it from her she says that she's the one who solved it, but he just followed me and cheated me to get the chest. That's totally Indiana Jones stuff right there. Yeah, How they let Indiana yeah. Jones do all the work, and then the Nazis show up. They're like, thanks for leading us to the treasure, Mr. Jones. <laughs> you let us right where we wanted. <laughs> yeah, that's now let's, let's open this ark and take a peek inside. <laughs> Now, we could kill you, but we're going to put you into a precarious situation where you have a very small percentage of escaping, which you inevitably will do, and hunt us down for the treasure. This woman, she's a lawyer, but she quit practicing law to go find this treasure, and now she's suing the guy who actually found it, and she's representing her herself. If she had just practiced law for the past 10 years, I'm sure she would have made a million dollars. <laughs> yeah. If you're a good lawyer, you're making that kind of money. 
Oh well. Yeah, I guess it's you know, the you, it's the thrill of the chase. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's forcing you to go on a treasure hunt, but honestly, if God wouldn't that don't we all want to do that? Yeah, it, it is the fantasy. It would be satisfying when the shovel, when you feel the shovel hit something metal, and it the makes clunk. that clink. Yeah. That would be a pretty good feeling. The thrill of the chase. I'm also the, really disappointed because uh, it didn't say where exactly. You know what I mean? Was it under a rock? Was it up a tree in a cave? Under a river? That, that's, I want to find out exactly. The whole thing very, very sketchy. I need some more evidence that someone actually found it. The thrill of the chase is the name of the book written by eccentric uh, millionaire forest fen and i have a feeling that his book sales are going to go down considerably now <laughs> that somebody has found this treasure thank you very much for checking out the taz and jim podcast if you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way live on the radio you can do that on fm 96 in london or y108 in hamilton weekday mornings from 5 30 until 9 30 or subscribe keep downloading the podcasts And we'll keep talking.